coming up. And the resurrected Christ showed up and Paul encountered him. And, and Christ says to Paul, why are you persecuting me? Right. Now, Paul was persecuting his Christ's followers. But look how Jesus saw it. Yeah. Jesus says, why are you persecuting me? That, that ought to bring you comfort. It ought to bring you comfort uh, that Christ sees when folks persecute his people. That's right. They're persecuting him. Yeah, don't mess with a child of God. Don't mess with a child of God. That's right. Hello, and thank you for joining us on One by One, the podcast ministry of Pastor Robert of Quench Life Christian Fellowship. Everyone experiences life disrupting events. When these events occur, we are forced to decide what our next steps will be. Now that deaths from COVID-19 have tremendously declined and safety measures are relaxing, what will be your next steps as a follower of Jesus Christ? Join Pastor Robert and his wife Carolyn for the message series, What Now? As they look at how the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ helps guide our attitudes and actions in the post-pandemic world. Here's the sixth message in the series, Don't Fight Against God, Part 1. Um, today's subtopic is Don't Fight Against God. Don't Fight Against God. And as usual, some of these points are repeated mm -hmm. intentionally <laughs> because... I don't want you to say, well, I didn't know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, we said it for a long time, for a lot of weeks now, we've been saying this. So on your paper, write this down. Now that we are moving from significant death to significant life, what now? Mm -hmm. What now? So we've experienced uh, through the pandemic significant death. And things are clearing up now. And I'm pr probably sure you're seeing it on the road. If you've been out, you can tell there's much, much more hustle and bustle now. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which tells us that we're moving back toward the restoration and preservation of life. We're not in that same place we were before. Mm -hmm. And we've been laying aside the, uh, the death of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ as significant death or the most significant death. Mm -hmm. And then his resurrection, the most significant uh, 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 event in human history. Yeah. To see what we can glean from what happened with the folks post-resurrection that we can apply to our post-pandemic time. So Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him, and he will make your path straight. As we've been saying, this is a general thing we should be doing in any time, in any space, in any point in our lives. We should be trusting in the Lord and not leaning to our own understanding. Amen. I want to make sure we get this, that when we are trusting in something or someone other than God, in any way, we are fighting against God. That's right. When we lean on our own understanding about 
anything, Mm -hmm. we are fighting against God. When we don't submit to God in every way, (laughs) we are fighting against God. God created us. He created the universe and he gave it order. Mm -hmm. He gave it order. Yes. And so uh, in our lives, we are, and he created all of that order for our existence, for us to habitate this place, Mm -hmm. for us to thrive in this place. And so we need to be leaning on God and how he's created us and created the universe Uh, for our existence and habitation. And so we don't fight against his creation. We don't fight against the order he established. We don't fight against the ways and the the way of life he's established. He is the author of life. Yeah. And if we live life outside of his ordained plan, Mm -hmm. we're fighting against God. Yeah, that's right. Don't want to fight against God. Don't want to fight against God. And so we're going to use today um, Apostle Paul as our case study. So be on your paper from the perspective of Paul. What now? What now? Paul had a lot of experience, y'all, fighting against God. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So there is a whole lot of stuff we can glean from Paul's perspective because he know. Yeah. He was fighting against God. He was he was yeah. fighting against God so much that he called himself the chief sinner. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. he says I'm the chief sinner. <laughs> it's like that 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 is some serious fighting against God, y'all. That's some serious fighting. So we can there's a lot we can glean. We just want to pick out a few things because yeah. we we could stay on this for months, gleaning from Paul experience fighting against God Mm -hmm. and some conclusion he's conclusions he's drawn right he drew so many conclusions he's the he wrote most of and the the New New Testament Testament. talking about it Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) talking about his his new life and his new perspectives Mm -hmm. and so we want to glean from Apostle Paul so number one uh from Paul's perspective going back to normal is not an appropriate option. Yeah, same point again. We should have that memorized by <laughs> <Yeah>. now. <laughs> yes, I hope you dream about it sometimes. Yeah. I hope you in your dreams you hear you hear you hear my voice, your voice, somebody saying going back to normal is not an appropriate option. I hope it's resonating in your spirit. I really yeah. do. I yeah. really do. Yeah. And so, uh, Paul, <laughs> Paul has an interesting history. And so he, we're going to look at some aspects of it and how he describes his history. Hmm. Philippians 3, 5, it says, and Paul's talking about himself. Um, <laughs> and he was doing this uh, intentionally to let folk know the stock that he come from. Right. All right. So it says circumcised on the eighth day. Okay, let me just pause on that for a minute. Paul went all the way back to his eighth day. Okay. He's eight days old. When he was eight days old. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all get this? And he says, I was circumcised on the eighth day. And the reason he says that, because that was the Jewish custom. That was what God had ordained 
um, uh, when he made his covenant with Abraham mm-hmm. to circumcise all males on the eighth day. Mm-hmm. It don't matter if it was a Tuesday, a Thursday, a Friday, it didn't matter. The eighth day, the eighth day. you got right. circumcised. Day right. eight of your right. life, all yeah. the males got circumcised. Amen. Paul says, I was circumcised on the eighth day. Yes. Okay. And that's how far you're going back. He reads on, he says, and I'm of the people of Israel. I'm, I'm of God's chosen people. Mm-hmm. And of those people, I'm of the tribe of Benjamin. Mm-hmm. He said, and I'm a Hebrew of Hebrews. You know, I, I know the culture. Mm-hmm. I speak the language. You know, you, you, you know I'm, a, I'm a true Hebrew. I'm a true Jewish person. And then he goes on to emphasize in regard to the law of Pharisee. And the Pharisees were the most influential sect of the Jewish people. So he's saying, I come from the, I come from some good stock. I, I, you know, and Paul is saying, saying, Paul is saying, uh, if anybody could brag about their, what they are in the flesh, Mm -hmm. I'm your dude. Yeah. (laughs) Cause these, these are my, these are my, my, this is my history. This is my background. Um, uh, Paul, <laughs> Paul wanted, wanted that to be very clear. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wanted to be very mm-hmm. clear. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> the, the, this takes us to another point in, in the text to give us more information about Paul. And, um, this next passage picks up after Paul had been arrested and bound. And he, he tells them some significant things about himself, even more than what we covered already. It says here in Acts 22, 27 and 28, um, the commander went to Paul and asked, tell me, are you a Roman citizen? Mm-hmm. Yes, I am, he answered. Then the commander said, I had to pay a lot of money for my citizenship. But I was born a citizen, Paul replied. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. Take that in, y'all. Take that in. (laughs) All right. They had arrested and bound Paul Mm -hmm. um, because he was talking about Christ. And uh, Paul wanted to inform them that I got some rights because I'm a Roman citizen. Now, this was extremely significant mm-hmm. in this time for Paul um, because Roman citizens had rights that other folk did not have. And this was during the Roman Empire, y'all. So uh, most of the folk in the Roman Empire didn't have citizenship. Okay. And the commander here just told you he had to pay had to pay for it a lot of money (laughs) all right to get his citizenship Mm -hmm. and paul said i didn't pay a dime because i was born born yes a a roman citizen yes and what this is referencing that for paul to say this that this means that either paul's father and or grandfather Mm -hmm. were citizens Mm -hmm. and why he could claim to be born a citizen yeah 
It wasn't like here in our country where if you're born in the country, mm-hmm. you're automatically a citizen. That wasn't the, the criteria mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Um, neither were the, the rules that we have for citizenship here the same as then. But one of the significant things was that if you're born a citizen and somebody charged you of something, you, you are you deserve a fair trial. Mm-hmm. And they had bound Paul and had not given him a trial. That was a violation of the of the Roman law. Yeah. And they knew it and it scared them. Yes. Because when he told them that, they was like, oh, we didn't cross the boundaries right, here. Right. We messed up. Yeah. <laughs> Paul letting them know he was a Roman citizen is like for us today. We get charged with something and it goes all the way to Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. That would be what it's like. It is it, it's the, 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 the Supreme Court's going to hear my case. Right, right. So all these other rulings that y'all made are are, are, are bogus. They happen to carry no weight. Mm-hmm. The Supreme Court's going to rule on my mm-hmm. case. That's basically what Paul right. is saying to them. And there may be some backlash on them. And there may be some backlash yes. on them. Yes. Exactly. And so Paul says, I was born a citizen. Mm-hmm. Now, what I want us to grab from this is that Paul lived a life of privilege. Yeah. Paul lived a life of privilege. Mm -hmm. And I want you to take that in, and we're going to talk more about that as we move forward here. Look what the text continues to say in Galatians chapter 1, verse 14. Paul's talking about his history again. It says here, and this is Paul talking, I was I was advancing in Judaism beyond many of my own age among my people and was extremely zealous for the traditions of my fathers. Mm-hmm. So Paul, not only was he a Hebrew of Hebrews, circumcised the eighth day, all of that, a Roman citizen by birth. Yeah. He says he was advancing in Judaism. He was advancing as a in in the Jewish customs, and he he was he was extremely zealous in it mm-hmm. to the traditions of his fathers, um, and he was out doing a whole lot of people. Paul was in that one percentile. Yeah, <laughs> y'all, you know what I'm talking about. That's that's where he was. He he he. Not only did he have this this genetic and this uh, genealogical uh, uh, honorable history. Mm-hmm. Uh, his his mind was sharp and Paul spoke multiple languages on top of that. Yeah. He went to the best schools and and all that. Paul Paul was living a life of privilege, y'all. Yes. He was living a life of privilege. Privilege. Yes, he was. And so here, and uh let me say this that oh, let me get into this next passage. Acts 9, 1 through 9. I want us to see here the path. Paul's life took him on mm-hmm. as we covered all of that. So here in Acts 9, 1 through 9, it says, Meanwhile, Saul was still breathing out murderous threats against the Lord's disciples. I want to pause right there for a minute. Mm-hmm. I want y'all to really walk with this. Paul says he was zealous toward, towards traditions of the fathers. What that means in the other passage we were reading, mm-hmm. he was zealous toward, toward adhering to the law. Yeah. The law of Moses, which they, you know, 
eventually crucified Jesus for not adhering to in their mind. So Paul was on that side of the fence. Yeah. And he was here breathing out murderous threats against the Lord's disciples. So we see what side of the fence he on. Mm -hmm. We see the, the life, the the, 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 the Paul's upbringing in his life where it took him to. He ended up with that upbringing, uh, being a murderer, uh, a, a, uh, uh, doing uh, horrific things to the Lord's people. That's where it took him. Yes. Now the text reads on. It says, he went to the high priest and asked for letters to the synagogues in Damascus so that he, if he found any there who belonged to the way, the way was what the people who were following Christ were called, mm -hmm. whether men or women, he might take them as prisoners to Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. So look what Paul did. I'm going to pause here for a moment. Paul asked the high priests, the people who, the Jewish leaders for a letter so that he can go arrest men and women who was following, who were followers of Christ. Mm -hmm. And they gave it to him. Okay. Now what this tells, what this tells us is that Paul has some extreme influence. Right. First of all, that he can go to the high priest, request this and get authority from them mm -hmm. to go and arrest God's people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I told you, Paul has some experience fighting against God. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He was very experienced. Yeah. He, and, 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 and he had the power and influence and the connection with the people in power to fight against God's people. Right. And so uh, the, the text reads on in verse three, as he neared Damascus on his journey, suddenly a light from heaven flashed around. He fell to the ground and heard a voice say to him, Saul, Saul. Now, uh, I didn't say this because uh, we're reading Saul, but we, you, Saul's name was changed to Paul later. So it's mm -hmm. the same dude. Yeah. All right. And and the, 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 the voice said to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Mm -hmm. Who are you, Lord? Saul asked. I am Jesus whom you are persecuting, he replied. All right, I'm going to pause here. So now... Paul has encountered the resurrected Christ. Yeah. He's encountered the resurrected Christ. Now, this was the timing of this is it's debatable when this happened, uh, but it was less than 10 years likely um, after the resurrection and some some market in different locations in that time frame. So mm -hmm. uh, I, I want to get too deeply into that, but just understand that. And the resurrected Christ showed up. And Paul encountered him. And, and Christ says to Paul, why are you persecuting me? Right. Now, Paul was persecuting his Christ's followers. Mm -hmm. But look how Jesus saw it. Yeah. Jesus says, why are you persecuting me? me? Mm -hmm. that, that ought to bring you comfort. Mm -hmm. yeah. it, it ought to bring you comfort. Uh, that Christ sees when folks persecute his people. Mm -hmm. That's right. They're persecuting him. 
Yeah. Don't mess with a child of God. Don't mess with a child of God. That's right. That's right. That should bring you comfort. Yes. Amen. Okay. And Jesus showed up in grand fashion. Yes. Okay. When he, when Paul encountered him, you know, it wasn't like, you know, uh, a, 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 you know, like a, um, a, a certain sound may catch your attention or you see some fly across the sky. Oh, what was that? Mm-hmm. Nah, nah. What Paul saw knocked him to his knees. Yeah. He made himself known. Knocked him to the ground. Mm-hmm. A bright light showed mm-hmm. up. And a voice sounded. Yeah. And Jesus says, why are you persecuting me? And then in verse six, Jesus goes on and says, now get up and go into the city and you will be told what you must do. Okay. <laughs> not, not what you, you know, you have an option to do. No, he said, no. You're going to be told what you must do. Yeah. The the man traveling with Saul stood there speechless. Mm. They heard the sound, but did not see anyone. Saul got up from the ground, but when he opened his eyes, he could see nothing. So they led him by the hand into Damascus. For three days, he was blind and did not eat or drink. I want to, I want to point out here that Paul had a personal experience with Christ while he was with other folk, okay? And it happened in real life, in real time, and the other folk didn't have the same experience. They experienced something. They heard some sounds, you know, um, but they they weren't blinded. Yeah then they weren't addressed by God specifically. (laughs) But while Paul was with these other folk, God singled Paul out and talked to him directly while he was with other folk. Mm -hmm. And the experience may cause Paul to be blind for three days. Yeah. Okay. I want you to see that Paul's life, the path of his life, led him to fight against God. His, his, Paul's normal before the resurrection yeah. was fighting against God. That, that's what his normal was. That was his job. Yeah. <laughs> okay. He did. Yep. His normal was fighting against God. Mm-hmm. Think about that. Yeah. It's like you said, Paul, what's going on? You know, I mean, he probably wouldn't say it like this, or maybe he would have. That's, yeah, he yeah. was a, he was extremely zealous. He yeah. said, "You say, Paul, what's up, man? What's happening? We don't uh-huh. know what's going on." He said, "Man, I'm just fighting against God." <laughs> <laughs> you know, if he was gonna tell the truth, he just say, "Man, just fighting against God." You know, yeah. We said, "What'd you do last week?" I was fighting against God. Right. You know, and that's that's the story of Paul's life. That was his normal. Yeah. Yeah. His normal was to yeah. fight. So much to the point, Jesus shows up and asks him, why are you fighting me? Yeah, why are you persecuting me? That's right. That's right. So I want to tell y'all today, don't fight against God. Don't fight against God. You've been listening to One by One. Here's a personal message from Pastor Robert. You may have never said yes to Jesus Christ. Do you know that God loved you so much? that he sent his son to die for your sin. 
If you're ready to say yes to the love that God showed, pray this prayer. Lord God, I admit that I've sinned against you. I believe that Jesus Christ died for my sin. And I commit my life to you. I ask that you come into my life, come into my heart, take control, transform me into the character of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, I want to be the first to welcome you to the family of God. And I want to encourage you to find a church where you can learn more about Jesus, draw closer to God and to other believers. God bless you. To learn more about Quench Life Christian Fellowship, visit quenchlife.org. You can follow us on Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and connect with us on LinkedIn. Also, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at quenchlifecf to receive regular words of encouragement and ministry updates. Join us next time. So Paul says, I'm redirecting my fight. And I want to challenge all of us to make sure post-pandemic, in the areas where uh, the, that we were fighting against God pre-pandemic, we don't want to fight against God in those same areas post-pandemic. Mm. We need to change. And we need to fight against our sin nature. Don't let our sin nature win. Win the fight. That's what Paul is saying. And that sin nature is our flesh. The desires of our flesh. Thank you for listening. 